It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome to episode 12 of Beer at the Bar Bite Size. My name is Chris, and who am I with today? I'm Ant, and I'm Dan. How are you both? Wounded. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ant? Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I I didn't get me hoped up too much, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I thought... That's why I thought we'd give it a good 24 hours <laughs> before recording this. As <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have been able to record last night. <laughs> it might have been an interesting episode if it did no. straight after. But <laughs> I've had time to reflect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we it definitely started well, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe a bit oh, yeah. too well. But anyway, so this is our final episode of the Bright Side series for the Euros, obviously focusing on the final at Wembley between England and Italy. We'll start off from the beginning. And how did you feel with the first 11 of England? He obviously changed formation slightly. Did that surprise you? Were you quite happy or what were your thoughts on that? I'll go with Ant first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it oh, didn't yeah. surprise me because I, I felt that the formation he went with was to counteract Italy and it worked perfectly for all of about two minutes. <laughs> and then um, as as the half went on, the, obviously the Italians got more on the ball and dominated the midfield and it was 
glaringly obvious that something needed to change and um can't quite work out why Southgate didn't change it sooner but yeah. we'll come on to that that bit later perhaps yeah, yeah of course yeah um what did you think to that Dan with the original yeah, first 11 it was the um formation that I was expecting I thought it'd go three at the back to um gives a little bit more cover especially with Kyle Walker's pace and the threat of yeah. immovably getting behind and um they had some very pacey creative players coming in off the Blanks yeah. as well with Chiesa, uh, so I thought he, um, I, I thought he would play that formation, and I think the midfield he wanted the, the strong combative pair of Rice and Phillips. That was no surprise. It was always going to be a bit of a battle in the middle of the park. The one thing that I wasn't happy with is that um, I thought there was a really good partnership building between Luke Shaw and Sterling down the left flank, and he broke that partnership just so he could slot Mountain on the left side. And he dropped Saka and played Sterling on the right wing. And I thought that that really worked against Sterling's game and Shaw's game. So um, I was a bit disappointed with that. I would have personally have started Saka ahead of Mount for that reason. No, I think that, that seems valid enough. Um, I personally was a little bit surprised. But then, like with what you've said, it sort of made a lot of sense. And it definitely, like Ant said, first two minutes, oh my God, what? How much space did Trippier get for to put that ball in? I mean, absolutely caught them on the hop there, didn't he? That on that right side, great ball, and it was a great I mean, finish. I don't think enough people have said what a good finish it was by no, sure. They haven't. Brilliant, fantastic finish, wasn't it? From for a left, a left back, back to do that, two minutes into a, their first ever yeah. final. Yeah, how how many left backs would have tried to have um, pinged it back into the area? You know, try and pull it back into the middle, but he just... Or booted up towards Milton King. <laughs> yeah, could have been up in orbit. But no, fantastic finish. And obviously that shell-shocked the Italians. And then, did you see, though, the first five, five minutes after that, that space that Trippier had down down the right was, again, just gaping holes that I think Mancini then changed around his tactics slightly to give Emerson a bit of a of a chat maybe to go two on one against Trippier, I think it was, but you really thought, I thought another goal now would probably seal it. <laughs> well, I think if, if, we, if we got a second goal, I think it, it would have been maybe not done and dusted, but I think it would have calmed a few nerves and because yeah. the problem of playing three at the back and wing backs is that <clears throat> especially against someone like the Italians who are so good in possession is that you get further and further back you end up with five at the back. Yeah. And then Kane was dropping even deeper. But that was working at the beginning there, wasn't it? Was it was working at the beginning, but as the Italians got more and more yeah. at the pitch, that like, you could see that England had no one Isolation. to pick the ball up to. Yeah. I mean, then then you, you started seeing a bit of that coming through first half, didn't you? I think Maguire tried a long ball over to Sterling and it just went straight out for a throw-in. <laughs> you know, a bit of panic was starting to set in, I thought. Um like we said, he Mancini tweaked his tactics a little bit. And then when you've got people like Jorginho on the ball, Verratti was starting to get a lot more of the ball. I felt Phillips and Rice were very sort of busy, weren't they? Sort of almost doing two roles. Yeah, that they were, first half, those two are incredible, actually. Oh, yeah. The amount of ground they covered. And best the match I've ever seen Rice play. I know I we've criticised. It is, it is. It, it's the best I've seen him play. I was quite yeah. surprised he went off, actually. Yeah, storming he was up just, the pitch. 
it was just uh, spent, wasn't he? He yeah. was. Um, he had less in the tank than every other player. You could see that from the game against Germany onwards, really. But he gave it everything and um, carrying the ball as well. Yeah. Just not seen that level of performance from Rice up until the final. No. It's no, brilliant. We, we were criticising him for a non-attacking player. And in the final, we saw everything that he does at West Ham come into play there. And he was the number of times he's battling on right by the byline and just keeping the ball in and the little gains, wasn't it? Yeah. Shame thought... about Mount, though. He didn't really get himself into the game, did he? Got, it seemed like he got a bit... It was very quiet. I don't know whether it wasn't particularly because of the way they were marking. I didn't really think the Italians. I mean, that Lorenzi didn't particularly sort of man mark him. I don't think did he? No, no. Um, but he he was picked because he plays well between the lines and he helps link up the play between midfield and attack. I just don't think we got enough of the ball to mount um, in in those areas. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's down to mount. I think it's more the way the game went. England were on the back foot quite a bit. And um, I think we're in a position where we needed to counter-attack a bit more. And that's where you rely on people like Kane holding the ball up. I mean, they sort of did first half, did they? They had a couple of half chances on the counter-attack as well, which kept the Italians on the toes. The Italians were really just shell-shocked though, weren't they, for about a good 20-odd minutes. They just couldn't quite get... um, get a foothold really on the game could they they were their passing was quite poor but I think you've got to say that put that for how well England were defending they were just on them all the while weren't they like piranhas just didn't give them any time on the ball I didn't think obviously once the Italians did get on the ball it was like that for well until Saka came on what time I can't remember what time that was now yeah so so anyway we go one nil at half time how did you guys feel I thought no, that but... I, I personally thought that Italy were just going up the gears, and I thought they were probably going to come back. Personally. I was happy at half time. Um, I thought that we really nullified the threat quite significantly in the first half, but I knew that there was going to be a change coming. There's no way that Mancini could continue like that. He had to make a change. I knew the second half would be completely different. Yeah, and then I think at the beginning of the second half, Italy made some changes. Um, they brought on uh, Cristante and I think it was uh, Berardi as well. And that really seemed to... And they took off um, Immobile, didn't they, early doors in the second half and put Insigne in the little bit of pocket space just behind the striker, didn't they? And that caused a, a lot of problems, didn't it? And Chiesa started to come into the game as well. I think they swapped him from the right to the left. And it just started to get a a new, like Ant rightly said, the more they were attacking, the wall, like the wall was coming up, wasn't it? The the banks were moving further and further into their own half. Chiesa was uh, just, you know, he was a real danger man. Well, he's so strong, isn't he? Yeah, England didn't know how to cope with him. Every time he got on the ball, the Italians were just doing something. Yeah, I mean, there's one bit where he got cropped like twice by Walker and he stayed up both times. I'm like, not many people stay up from a Walker challenge, do they? Especially Italians. <laughs> yeah. But no, he was. A, he seems like a real talent, um, doesn't he, for the future. I think he's only about 22. Yeah, I agree. He looked, he looked fantastic. I think he's sort of, in a way, looking back on it, hindsight, but he's on that sort of put, Italy back up, didn't he? Sort of saved them a little bit, I think. 
Yeah, he was their creative spark, I think. He um, got them on the front foot. They, they were really good at holding possession yeah. and starting to build the attacks, but he was the one that sort of broke the lines and burst into the box and really looked a danger, didn't he? Yeah. It really, second half, it seemed like it was a real long graft for England. They didn't have the ball hardly at all. And like we all know when we've all played, obviously, even in the lower levels that we do, if you haven't got the ball and you're chasing it, it you get tired a lot quicker. And you could see that with the players, couldn't you, that... You know, Chilini, even Cellini was pushing the ball up a bit more, wasn't he, up the left? And he was having the ball up, up in midfield in the centre area. And it was get, they were getting boxed in, weren't they, England? And then when they did get the ball, they had no one to give it to because everyone was in their own half. Got the squeeze put on them. And then a couple of good saves, I think, by Pickford, wasn't it? First off, was it off Chiesa? Was one a fingertip save, if I'm right? And then... Insignia, say he saved from Insignia from a sort of a strange angle on the yeah. near the left post, was it? Yeah, I think so. And then the goal came from a set piece. What did you? What are your feelings with that? Do you think we could have done anything to stop it? I think it was a great save initially. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that Bonucci was lurking around on the goal line to tap yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah, no, no real complaints or um, feeling like I was hard done by with that. It was, it was uh, just, it was just coming, wasn't it? Yeah. So okay, so it's one all, and then obviously fearing the worst, as every England fan would be at this time. Yeah, well, it was wave after wave of attack three times at this point. The second goal was a matter of minutes away, and then Southgate did make a change, didn't he? He did. Uh, he bought so he bought on at first. Am I right? He put on Henderson and then of yeah, he put on Henderson first, didn't he? For Declan Rice, um, no, and then he Saka stu- first, wasn't it? Yep, Saka for Trippier, Saka and Trippier. Sorry, yeah, and that was a change of formation, wasn't it? He went yeah. four at the back and then bolstered the midfield, which did start to turn the working. tide. Yeah. I thought it yeah, worked quite well. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like attacking wise as well, it just seemed a lot more free, a slight bit more free throwing, gave Sterling a bit more of a license to do what he does best as well. And he was back on the left, wasn't he? But, no, he was on the right. No, wasn't he? Right. no, they played them on the opposite flanks, which annoyed me even more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kept on forgetting. <laughs> so. You had too many beers at that point, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Seen double. I thought it was right. Cross-eyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously they had a couple of half chances there. England sort of, you know, chat. there was one where I thought Sterling was going to go through and then Cellini just like mugged him off the ball, just took it off his toes, didn't he? And I thought, is he going to yeah, go in the down? Box. Yeah, when he got to the byline. Yeah, I was, was like, is he going to go down? <laughs> Um, but but no, so it gets to the 90, 90 minutes. Obviously, just before that, Chiesa went off injured. I didn't. I thought that he was playing for time a little bit, and I thought this is a bit odd. It's one all. It's not like Italy are winning. <laughs> but obviously, it must have been a bit more worse than he he first thought. It, it didn't look bad to me. I thought he was no. playing up to it, but obviously, yeah, must have been I'm, injured. He, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, guys. Um, but did you think? You know, Lancini, I think at this time played about four subs. 
Southgate made one. Um, did you maybe two? Or did Hendo come on in the extra time? No, he was already on. He was yeah, already on, so on. he's made two. Did you think that possibly Jack Greeley should have come on? Or do you think he had a he had his idea and he just wanted to stick with the slight change and then if needed he was going to put on Grealish? I would have taken off Mount probably around about the same time Saka came on. Because it was quite obvious that Mount wasn't working for whatever reason. Yeah. As Dan says, perhaps we weren't playing playing to Mount's game, but it just I, I would have taken Mount off and brought on someone like Grealish or Rashford at that yeah. point. A bit of a more attacking flair. Yeah, so for me, I thought that the, the changes Italy made really weakened them. Uh, even though they had fresh legs on, all of their star men and their talent had left the pitch with um, Chiesa and Insigne leaving the pitch. I thought that left them a little bit blunt in attack. I was very surprised when they took off Insigne. Um, it, it, was, it was spent, wasn't it? But yeah. The, I thought that uh, that was our chance. That was yeah. our chance to really take the ball by the horns and to try and win the game. And I think that I would have liked to have seen maybe three substitutions from Southgate at once to try and force the match to put some different play- different type of players on, like get to obviously get Grealish on, but then other ball carriers as well, maybe Bellingham in the middle of the park, bringing the ball up. And then um, you could even look at um, Rashford as well as a ball carrier yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously first part of uh, extra time. I think Italy had a half chance, if I'm right, where he was off just offside. I think he shot just wide, but he was offside anyway. And then the second half of extra time came on. And then obviously the Southgate tried to bring on Sancho and Rashford for about five minutes, but admin errors... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> refusal of the ball to go out by Italians as well, which almost was catastrophic, wasn't it? <laughs> I think they only went came on for about thirty odd seconds, didn't they? And Rashford was um, the fifth right back, wasn't he? That England had in the squad <laughs> at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great tackle though. To be fair, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He clearly kept two substitutions in his back pocket for penalty takers, which yeah. I'm not really in favour of. No, no but, I'm not. I'm not I'd rather we try to win the game in extra yeah. time rather than be a bit scared of what Italy can do. I'd rather that we, I mean, we're at home with 90,000 fans behind us. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we should have been banging that door down because that, that Italian defense, they will have been tiring if we'd have run them about towards the end. And we didn't really force the issue. Mm-hmm. I really think that's a missed opportunity in the extra time period. I yeah. thought, especially with the attack, attackers that they had, that. I thought that if they they really put in a high line on them, got the ball quickly and gone on the counter, I think it could have worked. For it's the favorite. it's the best bench I can remember in an England squad at a tournament. I think any squad really, mate. If you're looking at all the squad, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that that, that was the yeah. time to use it. Yeah. I thought the Euro '96 bench was pretty decent, but this one was even better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even I think even the Italians said that, didn't they? I think Cellini said like with the bench. The bench alone would get them into the final. <laughs> well, I'd say there's a backhanded comment. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah. So now the big the big story point goes to penalties, lads. Did you then go into your fridges, put your head in the fridge to cool down a little bit, <laughs> get a beer, sit down, and just have your head in your hands, or 
Well, how did you the... feel? Did you feel confident? I thought. No. <laughs> Come on, look look at their goalkeeper. Yeah. This is why you got to win it in extra time. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at their goalkeeper. Eggs. He's played two hundred appearances for Milan. His debut came at the age of sixteen. And he looked the calmest guy I've ever known in a penalty shootout. If you looked at how he was compared to Pickford, I mean, Pickford was fantastic in the shootout, but you could see he was going to the gods, wasn't he, a couple of times to, to try and help him. So we go, I mean, I don't know what you feel like this, but we go to the penalty shootout now and Italy lost the toss to shoot on their end, didn't they? So they're shooting at the England fans, but they were took the first penalty and Bellotti missed, didn't he? Or sorry, Pickford saved it. So then Harry Kane steps up. Was anyone surprised to see Kane at number one? I would have thought he would have been better at number four or number five. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was surprised to see him number one. I understand why Southgate brought on Rashford and Sancho for penalties because they've, they've taken them before. I get that. Um, I don't understand why I didn't bring them on sooner. Yeah. But the the issue I have is why he picked Saka as the fifth penalty taker. Exactly, yeah. I mean, fair, play fifth... to, fair play to Saka for standing up oh, and taking yeah. a penalty, but oh, yeah. I would have had him at number one and number two. Yeah, exactly. If you want well, to why, number four and number five, in my opinion. I have someone like be... Payne or Maguire yeah. who have done this before. Exactly. Step Sterling, up number maybe. five. No, not Sterling can't hit a ball properly. <laughs> not cleanly, <But> anyway. <laughs> But I would have put someone with experience at four and five. Yeah, you looked not, at put it all on nineteen-year-old number five. I mean, I mean, if you looked at before though, when they were crowding around with the penalty, Italy made the decision straight away, and apparently the England team or the people were still making their decision a few minutes afterwards. So there seemed to have been a worry. There was a concern over the list, I guess, of the first five, six people they had. But. But again, what was your opinion on Kane being first? And did you not have any any issues with that? Or yeah, to be honest, I, I'm in the opposite camp to you two. I I don't like. Um, I think you want to get your best penalty takers at first because if if you place someone who's a bit less experienced and they miss, then you, you're behind. And I think you want to keep your noses in front and put the pressure on your opponents. That, that's that's my view on it. I, I do get that logic, but equally, I, you wouldn't want that pressure on a 19 year old who's never taken a competitive spot kick to. Take the fifth one, which well, you've, you've taken no, the decisive he's one. Been, he's been picked. The pressure's going to be on him at some point, whether well, it's in death. I'll say it's five. probably less so at one or two than it is at number five. Yeah, I mean, my personal opinion is I would have put Rashford probably at number five, but obviously he missed. But I'm just saying that's where I would have put him, someone who's a regular penalty taker. I mean, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing. If he bagged that one, we probably might not be having this conversation and then be saying, oh, it's a masterclass by, by Southgate. But, but anyway, so uh, then, so the first miss for England was, oh, was Rashford. it Rashford? Yeah, Rashford. I mean, he, he, he took the keeper the wrong way, but I just find that, you know, the stuttery penalties are so much worse when they miss, don't they? I can't stand them. I cannot I just stand think, them. I, Run up, pick your spot, yeah. pick your laces through well, it. Just lace through it. I mean, Maguire's was brilliant, wasn't it? Not not the camera out. <laughs> no, but that's, that's what you should do. You're in the final. Yeah. 
you're in the final of a big don't try and stutter your way through or do a Morris dance before you're going to do it. Or Penenka. Oh, <laughs> oh. Maybe when that first happened for the Czechoslovakia in the 76 uh, Euros. I hey, that... Don't get me wrong. When they, when they, <laughs> when they pay off, they're brilliant. But, but fancy like, if that like didn't happen. Risk, when, when you miss, <laughs> like a twat. That, that happened with uh, Aguero, didn't it, in the Premier League? Yeah. <laughs> the keeper yeah. just stood there. <laughs> Lineker did it as well, didn't he? Yeah. That Aguero... Penenka, that cost Leicester a Champions League place. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> yeah. That went in 2 0 and they ended up losing that game <laughs> against Chelsea. Brilliant. But yeah, I mean. We digress. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better talking about Penenka rather than England's penalties, to be honest. Mm. Um, Sancho, I'll be honest with you, I never knew he was a penalty taker. I don't think I've ever seen him take one up Dortmund. I'll be brutally honest, but again, putting your hand up to do it. I saw um, him. There was a graphic on Sky Sports News. Apparently, he's taking like three and he scored three. Oh, okay. Competitively, so. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah. So, so then obviously, oh, I thought that was a good save by the keeper. I'll be honest with you. I know it's probably okay height, good height for him, but it's. It wasn't. I didn't think it was tame or anything. I just thought it was a bit predictable, maybe. Oh, I thought it was tame. I thought it was easy. It's where it's where the keeper would want it to be. It was there to be saved. I wasn't. I wasn't very happy with it. Then obviously Saka came up, and what did you think to his penalty? The same. <laughs> but did you? But, but did you but feel like he he went a bit weird? Like when that happened, there's like a few seconds, and I was like. The Italian keeper just walked off and I was like, he's either the coolest customer in the whole world or he doesn't actually know he's just won the Euros. <laughs> he just walked off like back to his line <laughs> waiting for the next penalty. And I think he didn't realise. Before the uh, the Saka penalty though, Mr. Penalty Taker expert himself, mm. Jorginho, stepped up. And for me, he's a, it's almost an automatic goal whenever he steps to yeah. take a penalty. And I could not believe it when Pickford saved that. that at that point, I started to believe England would win it. No, I didn't. Foolishly. <laughs> didn't. No. I really did. And no. yeah. then. Um, I, but that's what I mean, mean Dan. Dan at that point, you want someone to come on, like a Kane or Walker or someone who's taken a penalty before international level and bang it in the top corner. And so who no, would you have picked, Dan? Go on. Grealish. Look at that lineup. <laughs> well, I know. Obviously, he's, he's taking Walker off, so I can't pick Walker. Kane and Maguire will have taken one. Henderson? I'd have, I'd have, Henderson was off, thankfully. Um, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have had Luke Shaw step up, take it. Why not or Pickford, Pickford himself? Or Pickford. Yeah, Pickford. He's, t- he's taken penalty before. Yeah, sure. Pickford would, would have been my pick. But fair play <laughs> to Saka. He's, he's put his hand up. He's taken a penalty. It's just unfortunate it was yeah and um, then and then to make matters one. to make matters worse a little bit i mean I've, I've forgotten to mention this but the tackle that Jorginho did on um grealish your thoughts red card for me as soon as i saw yeah. it you can't tackle like that he just went in with his studs he, didn't he he's he, pulled, him in, this tournament he as well. pulled the wall he pulled the wall over the ref's eyes and then feigned injury as well you just thought oh there's no it was, video it was no worse than that that Welsh red card. Oh no! No, it annoyed me. I didn't see any VAR check. There's no notification that it was checked. But it, yeah, it was a, it was a reckless tackle. It should have been should have been sent off. He sort of stood up and went, 
Oh, hang on a minute. I've done something wrong here. I'm going to fake yeah, an injury. No, I'll do the, the normal, and that's the collapse on the floor. And need don't get me wrong. I don't think it would have changed the, the outcome of the game, no. to be honest, at that stage. But for me, that, that was a bad tackle. He should have been sent off. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I mean, just going to Jorginho's penalty, though, fantastic save by Pitford. Had a bit of help from the post as well, but hey, every little bit helps. Um, but yeah, and then obviously they've won. So <laughs> what's next, do you think, for England? Do you think this is a good stepping stone now? Obviously, they've reached a semi-final in Russia and now they've reached the final. Do you think this is the only way is up now for the World yeah. Cup in a year and a half? Yeah, I think the only way is up. I don't think we're. I don't. I don't think we're going to win the World Cup next year. I think the the temperature is going to get to us. My personal opinion would be it'll be one of the South American teams that win it. Oh, you know, Argentina have just won the cup. Well, America, it could be their right. time. Could be a Messi's at Swans. It, it could be. It could well be. <laughs> Too um, but I, th- I think we've got a great young team. Yeah. Um, I, I think the key is to. I think we've got a lot of attacking players and I'm not sure they all fit into the same system. So the, the key for me is fitting them finding the right balance and finding the right first 11 and then having a plan B. Is this, do you, sorry, from um, this tournament, do you think Southgate is a bit too sort of defensive or do you think he's got the balance right? Or do you think he does need to sort of tweak maybe another plan for when this does happen? I think he's, he I mean, he's, he's a young, well, youngish manager, isn't he? Yeah. He, and he's, he's learning and he's got a young squad, so he's got time to tweak it and get it right. But I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think um, Southgate would have liked a bit more time to prepare for this tournament. I think, especially in defence, we're a bit undercooked. It was a bit thrown together and it, it just worked, which is lucky. But um I don't think that uh, he's developed all of his ideas yet. And hopefully, we'll see some improvements in the next qualifying campaign. Let's yeah, not... I mean, I heard a stat which was quite surprising with uh, Walker being the only one over 30 in the squad. Surely Henson's 30 now. He must be 29. Oh. <laughs> but no, I just thought that was quite amazing, really. So obviously, a lot of these will probably be, be there in a year and a half's time, obviously, pending injury. But then... But then you've got to look at the players that didn't get in. I mean, what a, you know, what an incentive to try and get into this sort of squad. And, you know, seems like it's the place to be, isn't it? You've got your, you know, your Madisons that missed out. Barnes as well. And that's just the Leicester players. You know, you've got <laughs> a fantastic opportunity, isn't it? For people to, to strive for the place next year, isn't it? Yeah, I think you'll have, I think you'll, He'll, he'll have a better understanding next year of where people like Grealish and Foden and um, Saka will fit in his plans. Because obviously, I mean, Kane's a guaranteed starter. Sterling's a guaranteed starter, probably. It's just yeah. finding that third piece of the puzzle up front. I mean, and one, if that one... doesn't work, then knowing who to bring on at the right time. And one thing I was quite impressed with is how he stuck to his guns as well. So he hasn't been pressed by the media like to make changes you know because other managers are feel especially under England managers they've been pressured into playing the way that the media wants them to play and then it goes terribly wrong because it's totally imbalanced and and then 
they then just blame him anyway. So he's just stuck <laughs> to his guns, which I think is quite a refreshing thing to see. Somebody that just goes, no, it's my team. I'm picking this and I'll do this and this, make this decision. Like to yeah. play Saka in, in the group stages. I mean, that came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'll take it a step further as well. Normally, there's a pressure to play your best team. There's always that saying that goes around, you've got to play your best team. And Southgate has changed his team and his formation whenever he sees fit. He's picked horses for courses. And that that in itself is very refreshing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I mean, definitely a lot more positives to come out of it. Just a shame they just couldn't get over the line. Uh, have you guys got anything else to add at all? You have to think if this tournament happened last summer, yeah, how far we would have got. Interesting, because probably not very far because <laughs> half our players are injured, half our decent players, <laughs> and half our decent youngsters probably weren't really properly old enough or mature enough to to play in the tournament. Like Saka and Bellingham, I know Bellingham didn't play much, but they they probably wouldn't yeah. have been in the squad. He was Calvin at Birmingham, Phillips. wasn't he, last year? Yeah. So, <laughs> Phillips wouldn't have played Premier Phillips, League football. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. It's a great point. Yeah. So very good. Actually, I mean, how many of you? How COVID's many of you... actually perhaps done us a favour in that we've actually <laughs> played a year later and matured a bit and actually got to a final. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, also, when I looked at it and I thought, "Oh my God," you know, with everything going on with the pandemic and all this playing over all these countries. I thought it's been fantastic, to be honest. Um, I thought it's going to end up being a bit of a disaster with isolation and positive tests and all sorts going on with all the traveling. But they've either hit a stroke of luck or, or you know, it's just gone really well. And I think the organization for it's gone, gone okay. I don't think it'd be done again. I think they'll probably stick to just one country, I think, from now on. I don't think it works very well. I mean, you know, we've heard the complaints from the Spanish that there's bias towards England and bias towards Italy. And, you know, to be to a point, it probably was, perhaps. Oh, yeah. It's it's England's best ever opportunity of of winning a title or competition. But had England not got out of the group, well, sorry, had England finished second or third in the group, then we wouldn't have played at Wembley for some of the other games. So, yep. But then, but then, you know, Southgate's too honest. He wouldn't want his team to play play for for a loss, would he? At Wembley against the Czechs, he would have. <laughs> he wanted to to do it properly, where other managers would have, and you know that that's the case. <laughs> other com- countries would have thought of that sort of scenario and thought, oh, I think I might fancy that. <laughs> well, before we do finish off, what about thoughts on the tournament as a whole? Yeah. Um, were there anything, yeah. any things that you thought went really well? Anything you thought was poor and should be improved on? VAR was quite good. <laughs> yeah, I thought VAR was um, good actually. It, when it was used, <laughs> yeah. the final, the final, it didn't seem to be used that much. <laughs> but no, as and a whole, was, it wasn't as intrusive as it is in the Premier League. Yeah. You didn't get that sense of when someone scored, they got to stand around for five minutes waiting for. Uh, the decision to be made on the big board. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that one. Um, one of the things I thought was a little bit alarming and poor was the um, concussion protocol. The, oh, yeah. uh, the Benjamin yeah. uh, Pavard, Pavard injury, where he yeah. uh, he got a running knee to the back of the head. And when you saw the slow motion replay, he was completely out cold and he went 
slowly down and hit the ground face first without getting his hands up. He was obviously knocked out unconscious. And then, yeah, two minutes later, he's playing on. <laughs> Especially with all this stuff now going on about, you know, like old footballers getting dementia from like heading the ball and the head. I know yeah. that's a diff- slightly different um, conversation, but, you know... But, but the conversations up. are happening now. There's, there's more awareness good. now, and still nothing's changed. I don't no. understand. Like in rugby, you're taken straight off. They do a 20-minute worth of tests on the player before coming back on. And then yeah. if that... And then if they do come back on, if they don't come back on, then it's like you're not playing for like two weeks. Yeah, but you think how hard those old footballs back in the day were. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You would try kicking exactly. one of them and you break you break your toe, let yeah. alone your head. Yeah, exactly. But um can you think of anything else there, Dan, as well? Or was that the main I thought the um it was interesting where you had to leave three players of the squad out that couldn't be on the bench. Yeah. I that was a bit of a strange rule. I think you should um either minimise it a little bit more or just let everyone be available. Well, I always thought <laughs> that they just made a bit sorry for Bench <laughs> I know someone said, oh, Calvert-Lewin's not in the squad. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, they had to leave some players out. And I was like, okay. Bit interesting. Yeah, that was a strange one for me. I'm not sure Chilwell would have got in ahead of Luke Shaw anyway. <laughs> oh, not, you know, definitely not in the first team. Do you think the car will be making a come, will make a comeback in four years' time? The little remote control oh, car? God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, deliver the whistle. <laughs> Don't want to make it too much American, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not all about England, but what did you think of the kickoff times? I thought five o'clock was um, pushing it a little bit for rush hour traffic. <laughs> when we had an England home game kicking off at five o'clock, I wasn't happy, put it that way. Yeah. I quite enjoyed the two o'clock kickoffs because I had it on whilst I was working. Um, yeah. Five o'clock, not great because it's kids' tea time. Eight o'clock, yeah. not great. Kids' bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> tough, tough times. Yeah, it's it, like the final. It would have been nice, probably, to have had it sort of late after, you know, later yeah. on in the afternoon. But it clashed with Wimbledon, didn't it? And that was probably <laughs> what caused the issue. Yeah, but the, the worry that I had was that everyone, all the English, well, they were, they were doing it anyway, but all the English fans were just out on the piss all day long. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably 8 a.m. 8 to 8 p.m. just getting lashed. And it's before. not good. <laughs> it's not good. It should have had it at midday or something. Yeah. No, I thought earlier as well. Anyway, um, what did you think to any of your players of the tournament? Anyone that you thought, you know, surprised you? or? Obviously, Donna Rummer has won the award as player of the yeah. tournament, hasn't he? Yeah. Don't know if I would have quite given him the nod, but um, he certainly was impressive. Luke Shaw would have been pushing up there, surely. Three assists and a goal for left back or the Italian guy. That was was he even the best left back in the tournament? <laughs> Spinazzola was fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah. I think Shaw had a good tournament. Sterling had a good tournament. Pickford surprised me, actually. How, that's how... I'm, I'm not a big fan of him, you know this. Yeah. But fair play to him. Um, the, the Czech lad, what's his name? Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick. Schick. Thought he had a good tournament. Um, Spinozola, as you said. Um, Pedri. They're the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. 
Forsberg um, for Sweden for me. And I like um, Simon Kier as well. Yeah. Like the Danish, Danish captain enjoying all of that. I thought on. you liked the babyface assassin. I thought he was your man. Oh, Dam's got a babyface assassin. Yeah, that's a <laughs> family favourite. But he doesn't play eight, 90, 90 minutes. Yeah, though. True. <laughs> uh, Lukaku, got to mention him because he's yeah, fantastic. Course. De Bruyne, even when he came on, he just turns <laughs> games on its head. <laughs> and then um, the golden boot winner, Cristiano. Another accolade for him to add it's to his. A bit play. harsh, you get the golden boot just by, by an assist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the way it yeah. works. I know, I know. But... Didn't own goal come close. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great own goals though, wasn't there? You got to laugh at, you know. I mean, I'm, 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 bloody hell! I still remember the uh, obviously Simon. <laughs> Pedri getting on the score sheet from 40 yards out when Simon miscontrolled the ball. And um, Sinesny, when Mac went on that run, took on four players, comes off the post and then off his off his bum and goes in. But <laughs> Mac's still calling that his goal, though. I would as well. <laughs> oh, some good memories, isn't there, from this tournament? It's been really yeah. good. Just what we needed. Yeah, I thought it was as a whole fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, I just, you know, got the belief back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be coming home. I was worried for the deal and Skinner. There's a new song title. <laughs> it might be coming home. <laughs> They'd have to make a new song, wouldn't they, if they did win it? Because football would have come home and what would they have to say? Now it would be World Cup needs to come home or something like that. I think one thing we haven't mentioned is you've got to give Italy credit. Do you yeah. think they didn't qualify oh, yeah. for the for the last World Cup? Do you think Mancini's come in, completely changed that team and how they play? And you know, you, yeah. you got you got to hold your hands up. And uh, England and Italy were probably the best two teams in the tournament. So yeah, and also Denmark with everything they went through as well. Yeah, Denmark had a great tournament. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Right then, I think that's probably about it. Do you think then, guys? Yep. This your best of 12 episodes that we've done. So uh, that's me, Chris, then saying goodbye. Yeah, have a good summer. Have a good rest of the summer. And then remember, Premier League in four weeks, guys. And some some Spanish players are going to the Olympics as well. Olmo's going there. Um, Barcelona one's going there. What did you say? Pedri? He's going to the Olympics. Simon is. <laughs> so it's still not finished for them. You can cover the Olympics on your own, Chris. I want some time off. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't be doing that. <laughs> anyway, see you later then, guys. See you later. Yeah. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk.
Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.